Welcome to the Joy Quota Podcast. I'm Dylan Fole. And I'm Gavin Malcolm. Our guest tonight is Trevor Brown. This dude is awesome. We get into literally every subject that has ever been discussed in human history, from conspiracy theories Dinosaurs, to... <laughs> time travel, all of it. Real estate investing. It's a yeah. good one. This is both ridiculous and inspiring. I hope you enjoy. So how did you... You and Jamar used to work at 24, right? Yeah, we worked at Willow's Bally's at the time. Okay. So 24 bought Bally's out in like 2015, like right at the end of the year, going into 2015, I think. So he was working there and they promised him that he would be a trainer uh, and he would like train into being a trainer, you know? And then they just made him work the front desk every day. Dude, he and said he was in charge of opening up and he would like, yeah. he was a very different person and he would just show up like yes. blacked out like 50 minutes late and all the diehard gym people are like fucking Dude. open the doors. Yeah. And he would Whoa. just like open the door and then like go find an office and like nap in the office. and like. Yep. <laughs> Dude, that's what happens when you stay up till two yeah. and you have to wake up at five. The gym opened at five. With, like staying up till two out partying? Dude, or, yeah, yeah, Jamar was an I absolute... didn't know that. Dude, I didn't get that from his podcast. In his right? podcast, he said he walked around with a fanny pack with drugs and money and just like partied his face off on the island for that whole time and then like came to Colorado and just like did that for a while. It wasn't like we know Jamar in a very different place. In yeah. yeah. And I met him before all of yeah, that you started know, too. Yeah. Uh, Jamar, I'll never get to know. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, more or less, he's the same guy. It's just those little decisions that make such mm-hmm. a big difference in the end. That's what he changed, really. Stop the drinking, stop, you know, all the everything that's associated and yeah, and found God at the same time. So it's funny because he said <laughs> he was like, <laughs> when I first met Trevor, I was like this loose cannon. Yeah. And Trevor just like didn't want to hang out. Like we just had nothing in common. And <laughs> we would just like work out every now and again. But like that was as far as it went. And then. I like made the decision to like stop partying my face off. And then like a month le- later, Trevor was like, you're cool now. Do you want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, man. But dude, I, even back then he was lifting heavy and that's, that's where we connected. I was a trainer at Bally's and when 24 took it over, man, that's when everything went to hell. Yeah. So horrible. horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Hmm. We had like, I think seven managers, but probably only like 15 employees. That's insane. Yeah, it was a ridiculous. There was a manager for everything, and they were all very much on their high horse. Yeah, at all times. I've been titled manager. Yeah, especially the GM man, and he hated me. I've many leather-bound <laughs> books. Yeah, old Way barbells too many. with dust on them, <laughs> signed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'd want that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'd want that. So, real quick, just for people who don't know you, because yeah. um, we just recently met. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, because I have. Some stories that you and Jamar have inspired me. So, like, want to get to that and like get your take on that. But right. first, I want to share right. a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name's Trevor. Um, 26. Was born in Colorado. Was born in Vail. Um, and my mom worked for Hyatt Hotels. So every time there was a promotional opportunity, she'd be moving, and yeah. we'd be moving with her. So started here. Went to Kentucky, which is where she's from. What a crazy move! Yeah, it gets better. So we went to Kentucky, stayed there for about four years, grew up with my cousins a little bit. I have some family out there. Moved to Washington State, Seattle, and then moved to Ohio, which is just north of Kentucky, and then moved to Maryland, and then moved back to Colorado, all in the course of about 10 years. That's like the craziest series of moves. You went from Colorado, like arguably the coolest, 
for to sure. Kentucky, which is arguably different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much different. Yeah. Perhaps a bit different. To Washington State, which is like so cool. Super sick. Yeah. And like right back to Ohio, which is arguably different. <laughs> and, and worse. <laughs> to Maryland, which is like cool in its own right. It's pretty cool, yeah. Back to Colorado, that's nuts. Yeah, and we lived in Seattle during the longest period of consecutive rain days I've ever had. Whoa. 90 days consecutively of rain. What? Like Every day. nonstop or it would like so it, for an hour a day? Yeah, it would go like hard and then drizzle and then hard again. And it would just, some days it would be just pure drizzling the whole day and some days it would be going really hard. That is so nuts. I mean, Did that's you, what I picture Seattle as anyway. So. Right? I know. People like aren't surprised. But when you're living it, it's it was crazy. Did you get that like sad disorder or whatever where you're like, I was, your body <laughs> needs the sun and so it yeah. just like shuts down after so long? Dude, my brother has super sensitive eyes, and we think because he grew up in the very early stages there, and so oh. ever since then. But yeah, it's it's insane. But I was young enough, probably eight, that I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah. get the. I was just chilling. I just you're on you know, Energizer Bunny still. Like, yeah. Well, but you can't go play outside. Right. right? It w- that made it tougher too. And we just moved there. We were only there for there like a year, and I thought we were gonna stay there for a long time. So then when my parents said we're moving again, I was like. Are you serious? Every time you get friends, it'd be like, all right, we're moving. That over is and over. rough. So it was kind of rough. And then when I got here, I went right to middle school, King Carroll Middle School in Littleton. And uh, yeah, and then went to Columbine High School. Um, and then stayed in Littleton, worked around there. I was a valet for a while, for a few years. Got my personal training certificate. Started working at ballets. That's where I met Jamar. Then worked at 24. Then went to Anytime Fitness for like two years. Dang. And then took a break. We went to Hawaii for about two months, like two and a half years ago, which was super. Who's we? Me, my girlfriend, and her family. Sick. Two months is the right amount of time. Two months is is very much the right amount of time. Yeah. Well, we're lucky enough that Christine, my girlfriend's family, knows a guy who has a house down there. Longtime friends of theirs, family friends. That's the only way you can do it. So now I, the only comparison I have is like living and it's, it's a sick house too on the beach. And, <laughs> and so we felt very spoiled, very much like undeservingly. And I was, that's what really started to motivate me to want to push myself, invest in real estate. Cause that's kind of what he did to get his wealth. Um, and then when I came back, I started working in property management been for about three years, got my real estate license so I can buy and sell houses too. And then started investing. That's awesome. Nice. That's kind of where we're at. So yeah. do you own properties right now yeah and they're in kentucky okay <clears throat> yep so i own a couple multifamily units out in kentucky uh, rent them out i have a management company there yeah. so it's super i'm super uninvolved which is great and because i know that's the industry really the dream, here, yeah yeah i, I want to do you know absolutely nothing and just collect checks every <laughs> yeah, month you know like, who doesn't who doesn't want yeah that? exactly so uh that's the goal man is to <clears throat> eventually become financially independent through real estate investing like that Heck yeah, that's awesome. Long-term holds, yeah. Dude, it's definitely tried and true. There's no arguing it, like, yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it's one of many pathways you can take. Like, I know Jamar's into into his thing on how he's going to do the same thing, and I think you're in, yeah. into similar things as well, so. There's a million ways to make a million dollars. Yeah, That's absolutely. why it breaks my heart. Like, I've talked about this a couple times. I don't think there's a single thing out there that you can't become financially independent doing. You just have to be yep. either A, the best that has ever done it, or it has to be like such a proven system that anyone can do it. Either, it doesn't matter, but like yep. you can find, like if your thing is knitting, there's a way to make a jillion dollars knitting 
or if your thing is welding or if it's cars or if it's real estate or if it's juices and health and fitness like there's literally a million ways to make a million dollars no exaggeration absolutely and it breaks my heart when i see some kid who's like yeah i'm gonna go become a pharmacist because i'll get a good check and i'm like no no part of you likes (laughs) anything to do with pharmacy no like there are people who are passionate about that let them do that like go find something else yes absolutely you got to be passionate about what you do because unless you're passionate about it you won't become the best and you won't you know you won't make a great living at it Exactly, yeah. and somebody else who likes it more is going to do better than you. Especially totally. when you're trying to innovate. Better something. that they're doing better right. than yeah. you. <laughs> because they <laughs> you l- truly it love it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. 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 And I truly love. I mean, I look at real estate every day. I love it. I'm. That's what my work is, and so I'm in it, and I'm loving it for sure. Heck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of passion, obviously yes. you're very passionate about fitness. You did it for yeah a decade almost. Yeah. Um. The other day, we were at Jamar's bachelor party, and you brought an atlas stone. <laughs> you guys like so that? So we can get drunk and perform feats of strength. Yeah. And that sent me down the weirdest YouTube rabbit hole of strongman stuff. <laughs> yes. For like a solid like two hours. I did not look up from my phone. Just weird yes. strongman stuff. They're like lifting the weirdest stuff. Cars and, and massive boulders and who knows. It's like the, my new thing. Like I have Hell no yeah. desire to be a strong man or to right. work out like that. Yeah. But it is so fascinating when someone has just committed their whole life to becoming like a six foot nine monster. Dude. They eat like ten to fifteen thousand calories a day. It's so How much breath- is a calorie? <laughs> to put it in perspective, know. a Chipotle burrito is like fifteen hundred. A fat one. Like a big, really, really fat burrito. one, like fat as so And there's ten burritos. Like, yeah, maybe Damn. ten of those a day. <laughs> yep. Yeah, some of these guys are like, uh, yeah, six nine, six eight, like half Thor Bjornson, yeah, Brian Shaw, these guys, and they're four hundred forty pounds. It's like, oh, it's even if cool. I wanted to be as strong as possible, I can never ever be as big as them. Yeah, it's not. I can't do it. It's unreal. Yeah, like some dude like half squatted like an actual ton. And I was like, what? Yeah. The human body shouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. And it's all because you brought an Alice Stone to a bachelor party in the woods, which was the best move. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm impressed at myself for even being able to get it off the ground. I, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was pumped. Yeah, I was pumped too. Hell yeah. yeah. Full I, commitment I'm on not a lift, uh, weightlifter at all. <laughs> <laughs> It was great, man. But yeah, I have the 200 pound one too. Yeah, Jamar bring, said you I'll guys took that, that out. Yeah, I'll bring that one. I don't think time. I could get that off the ground. Dude, it is at least five times heavier than the 100 pound one. Like, yeah. Because it it's such like. a weird shape and like it's Dude, awesome. It's so so what it, why do they call it an Atlas stone? For people that don't know, because I didn't know until you. Yeah, uh, and so this is a soft. It. Yeah, soft it's Atlas. It's a bag, technically. Yeah, it's basically like a very hard. A bag like, of sand. Yeah, yeah, and it is. It is it's play sand. Like you could, yeah. I bought the bag. And they're not cheap, stupid, but went and got some place in at Home Depot, like two 50-pound bags, dumped it in the 100-pound one. And that took a while. We did that with the 200-pound one. It, li- it literally took 30 minutes to do it because after three bags, it looked full. And so then it's shaking, shaking, shaking. shaking. And I started sweating immediately because you're just shaking 150 pounds for like 10 minutes. And then yeah. slowly but surely got it in there. It's so it is so taut. The 200-pound one is it's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's like an actual Atlas stone. Yeah, and then so... normally an, like a giant granite boulder yeah that's just like perfectly smooth yeah well i feel like that would almost be easier right because 
in some it's ways, not, it's less floppy in some ways, yeah. but it's yeah. also keep in mind it's like smooth. Okay, so mm-hmm. there's it like you you're just using friction and like a little bit of getting underneath it, but like equally bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's the, I'm f- so fascinated by like yeah. the weird stuff that strongmen used to work out. Dude, I know, man. And then back in like the '40s, there's a guy Paul Anderson, and he really started innovating yeah. big strongman stuff, squatting heavyweight, 800 plus pounds, and and he was a little dude, like five seven. Yeah, he was like my size. Yeah, and I saw his gym. Like uh, I was watching the strongman. You you might have seen it too I, if you got yeah. into it, the History Channel <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then so yeah, they went in his basement, and it's like you know Brian Shaw can't even stand in there because it's so short, and so because yeah, he was such like a, a small less, guy. It's probably well, a I think everyone scene. before 1900 was a midget because <laughs> our Didn't basement have the hormones is the same. And the chicken. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the chicken. Right. That's that's what it was. Dude, yeah. Well. And, like, it really opened my eyes because, like, I do more, like, athlete-type workouts where, yeah. like, or, like, conventional athlete because I'm very much a converted man. Strong man totally counts as an athlete. Like, 100% <laughs> just a very different kind of sport. It is, yeah. Um, so, like, I went and worked out with Jamar the other day, and he's like, yeah, let's just max you out on everything here. Like, chest, legs, shoulders. Like, I just want to max out everything. And it took, yes. like... Two hours. I never yeah. broke a sweat. Yep. I was like, this is the weirdest thing I have ever experienced in my Like, I didn't feel like I accomplished anything. <laughs> I was just like, I was pumped because I like deadlifted right. 300 pounds, oh, curled yeah. like well over, like a little over 100 pounds. I was like, that's actually decent for a guy These who like good. has never once weight trained. Never once? No. It's oh. all been like body weight stuff or like how many pull-ups can I do or yeah. run like stuff like the Murph. So Jamal was like actually like actually pretty impressed, and then every time I felt good about myself, Jamal would just get there and just start repping whatever was my max, oh, yeah. just like ten, no problem. <laughs> yep. Like making eye contact, making jokes. <laughs> I'm like, what? Put his feet up, like yeah. doing some ab work. Just, it's unreal. Yep. <laughs> and then the other day I went and worked out at the park over here. Came back and like wanted to throw up because it was like a more athletic thing. Yeah. And it's so weird how your body is just. Des- it's almost like designed for certain types of things. For sure. Running, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like Swimming. Jamar is just built that way. Oh, yeah. Versus like Dylan would have to put so much work to get to like 170 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like of weight. Like it would take so much effort for you to bulk up to the point where you could like <laughs> just pick that Atlas stone like you just and Jamar just it. over the head. No problem. Yeah. Like It takes time, man. I started working out probably when I was just turned 17. And just been going for about 10 straight years. That's nuts. Uh, going heavy. Well, and you've, like, time. been through different phases, right? Because, like, Jamar said you put oh, wow. on a bunch of weight once just to be, like, a better trainer. Yep. You put on, like, 100 pounds just to prove you can lose 100 pounds. Almost. What? Almost. It was about, uh, I went from 170 to 230. So 60. Jeez. Yeah, put 60 on. Like, on then, purpose. Yeah. Like, I'm going to eat McDonald's for... Or what my, was the process? My go-to was good times. Ooh. So. I mean good <laughs> yeah. times, no. That's exactly it. But yeah, I was, no, I was, wow. my main goal was just lifting as heavy as possible. <clears throat> and that was the funnest time, you know, on all the cycles I've done. I've done, I did CrossFit, the WOD, mm-hmm. every day for a year. I did the, the strongman stuff to the calisthenics stuff to just pure bodybuilding stuff. And I wanted to diversify my background as much as possible for training, number one, but also for myself to really explore what I really liked. 
and now I just came back around to heavy lifting and because right now, I mean, that's just the mood I'm in. And then sometimes yeah. I'm in the mood to just be super athletic and just do all CrossFit stuff, running, Murph. I've done Murph yeah. Yeah, probably 20 times. Yeah, before. you probably do it like three people strapped to your back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you can have the, the weight vest in there, though. I want to try that? it. I've never done I think I was like just shy of 45 minutes without a vest. Yeah, and I was like, that's, that's good reasonably like i was real proud of myself and then yeah. the internet was like <laughs> let me what prove about 25 minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. like a, a with a vest a vest people are doing it the murph is a mile run and then 100 pull-ups 200 push-ups 300 squats and then a mile run and the whole thing is for time including like breaks and pauses and there are people with like a 30 pound vest can do it 25 30 minutes yeah like really regularly it's so yeah. unreal <laughs> have you seen much of rich froning videos no yeah. i you seem like a very rich froning type person like i heard that's how you got into the atlas stone is like you weren't good at it once so you're like well looks like i'm buying an atlas stone and i'm going to destroy this for the yep. rest of my life yep yep and that's very yeah i mean i think rich froning does the same thing if he's bad at something he just doesn't tell He's great at it. Yeah, he just like and attacks so, it. Yeah, hmm. and the well, Atlas was so so hard the first time, and yeah. so I was like, I gotta get one, man. And so I did. I ordered it like the next day, came in, <laughs> filled so it much. with sand, and then just started training, and then eventually worked up to you know doing sprints with it, doing you know. You doing knows sprints what. with that? Probably How do you like, even hold that? Shoulder it. Okay. One I'm, shoulder. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's fun stuff. That is. I know Jamar invited me to go to the park with you guys and mess around with a 200 pound bag. And oh, I was like, God. dude, no, I'm never going to be able to get that off the ground. <laughs> like if I do, it's like, I'm going to show up to the park, watch you guys be better at me for a full hour and then leave and be like, cool. I'll never get there. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, not motivated. I can't even to get relate. There. I bend down and my back goes out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very conscious of the yoga. I do a lot of yoga. I know. That's what I want Dude, to get into. I love Did you yoga. ever do a lot of like yoga yeah. type stuff? Yeah, I belong to uh, to kindness yoga up until recently, for probably a year or so. But yeah, that's super important. I mean, I would suggest that for anybody at all times. Yeah. And like your idea, what was it, the man yoga? I was going to say, dude, yeah. if anyone in the world could help me make, what was it, it was called? Man stretch. Man stretch, yeah. Copyrighted. No yeah. one gets to take this. The idea being, it's just dude yoga. Like, I don't want to go learn about my chakras. I don't want to listen to harp music. I want to, like, show up and stretch like a mamma jamma yep. for, like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops to, like, death metal like i just want to get yes. in there and like intensely stretch the same way that i want to like go to the gym and just work out like someone on fire like i want to do the same thing but with stretching and then at the end we all like drink a beer or like throw an axe or yeah. fist fight or something super yeah. manly something manly yeah that would be ideal i mean in your mind man even when there's nice music playing you're screaming you know yeah. if you're in a deep stretch i'm sure you guys know I mh. every time I've gone to yoga with Dylan, I, actually that's not every true, time. the first time. It's been, been one time. It's been one time <laughs> ever. Been once in a studio, and then that one time in the park. Okay, two and times then, ever. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. first time I, I horrendously correctly. hurt myself. Oh shoot! Because yeah. Dylan and I are oddly competitive sometimes. Like, it's either completely on or completely off. Like, we both know our strengths. So, like, if the other one is just obviously going to be better. We have no problem. We'll have a good time. <laughs> but if it's like remotely close, it gets super aggressively competitive. I love it. 
I can imagine and you guys like, doing BMX and doing and that. And so I'm mm, like, he's better at me than BMX for sure. So, so. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess riding dirt jumps maybe less, yeah, less so. Exactly. Bike control. I got him on bike control sometimes. But. Yeah, it it varies. And so I'm like, I show up to this yoga thing, and like my definitely at the time, my opinion was like, yoga is stupid. <laughs> I'm fine. And so my my goal was to be stretchier, whatever that looked like. And so <laughs> I just. I want to be. I like fully dislocated my hip for like two days. It was awful. I couldn't walk or anything. Like we're leaving, I'm like, yeah, man, that was great. I'm fine, and then like immediately like limping to my car. Oh my god, I've never even heard of that. Awful. Yeah, I I like fully blew my hip out. Dislocate your hip. It was bad. It was really bad. (laughs) uh, Hyperextended hip flexor or something, but it was awful. It was. That sounds right. It's like probably top five pains for sure I've ever had. Isn't it funny how that stuff hurts way more than some of the other things, like the slams and Oh, yeah, broken bones and, and it hurt yeah. way less. Muscle yeah. injuries are definitely the worst ones. Muscle ligament, yeah. Well, Christine, my girlfriend, was stretching her hamstring like on the ground, <gasps> just doing it, and she, she tore something back here that connects to her femur, and it oh. still messes with her. Wow. It's like, I mean, it's undiagnosed, but she still feels it, and that was probably four or five months ago, just from Jeez. literally like just doing a hamstring stretch, you know? That's nuts. That's like genuinely terrifying. Yeah, that yeah. is the one thing like you it's hard to know how far cuz you have to push it just like strength training, you have to push it your stretches to yeah. the limit and try and get past that. But then you do something like that and you're screwed for life. 5 months six, or life, yeah. I a bit. Know. Yeah, hopefully not life, but yeah, a bit. I bet it yeah. like you, you're yeah. 60 you know right. which hamstring is the yeah. rough one like, <laughs> yeah it shows up yep back when i was stretching i uh, yeah. yeah i'm 25. sure <laughs> i'm gonna feel every one of the ligament things that i've done to my body over Dude. the years yeah i bet with bmx those guys go so hard i i that's why like man stretch is such a good idea because like <laughs> yeah. if anything would help me the most it's just being like a weird ball of jelly so every time i hit the ground i'm just like completely loose and flexible there you go and Hmm. i just can't stand any yoga i've ever like heard of like it's just so like ali will come back from a yoga session she's like oh so great we like and it takes like an hour and a half (laughs) and i'm like i just want to get in stretch and get out like i don't want any fluff yep Yep, I feel you. We should talk. That, let's talk to Jackie. I mean, yeah. this could be a, our our next. And we have a friend channel. that's like an actual yogi. There you go. Um, what's her nuts? Um, no- Noel, Shanti's mom is like an actual. She like went to Asia and like studied in like the woods with a sensei, like real that deal. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I feel like <laughs> if we got Jackie the PT and Noel to like set up some kind of that's the thing i like this very much you guys yeah i'm a big fan especially in denver if anywhere it would work here yeah I'm like well i think youtube though is the the first step and yeah. to see if anybody's even into it you have to test your ideas before diving into like a brick and mortar location. yeah start renting something for three g's a month and- yeah i don't <laughs> think any of us have enough capital to just be blowing rent on a space in denver <laughs> yeah especially in denver testing yeah. an idea yeah well yeah especially in denver because i don't know denver's a little bit hipster i don't know if there's if but the that's why i think it would work maybe i don't know maybe there's a lot of guys here that and there's a lot of yoga 
And so, I mean, they're exposed to it all the time. But they're none like, of them go. Yeah, it's, dude, it's, I'm the only one in there every time. Yeah, only guy. I've definitely been in that situation. It yeah, just man. seems so draining. Like, I'm like, I, I don't know if I have the ability to just that sit so in a place weird. and be calm for an hour. Like, it's yeah. so rough. I calm the mind, like, man intensity yeah <laughs> like the, the like five yeah. minute nap you do at the end of yoga dude drives me nuts i can't handle it that's literally the best part yeah, of that's yoga the best part like it's 100 percent the best part because i'm like oh, i just worked out i have all this blood in my muscles i feel so alive quick everyone just quietly do nothing for five minutes and i'm like I want to go challenge someone in a physical battle. Like, I feel as good as I feel. Why am I not doing something with this? You know what you should do? You should do uh, jujitsu. I did for a long time. There you go. Yeah. 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 I had a, a blast. I bet. Oh, I, I can imagine. I think you, yeah, I'm sure you love it. Yeah. yeah. Same, same problem, though. Like, I wasn't stretching or, like, doing anything, right. and I was... It's getting tighter yeah. and tighter. And, exactly. Yep. I need some form of, like... Our friend is a PT, and every time she's like, gives me shit because of how, like, she can tell how I walk and like everything. Yeah. Just she's like, your toes are coming in. And yeah. <laughs> I think we, yeah. we took a ninja kick photo, and she commented on the photo, like, from a photo of me in action, she's like, your hamstrings are all messed up. You should really work on that. It's <laughs> like, yes. yeah. Dude, I know, man. My brother wants to be a PT, and he's, he's already smarter than most people I know at physical therapy. Oh, there's so much to learn. Like so if you're much. into it, dude, it's a bottomless. He hole. got the, uh, what is that book called? That medical books like Gray's, something. But it shows the body in the most detailed drawings you could Whoa. ever see. All the muscles, all the organs, everything. And he he got that probably his senior year of high school because he was Dang, going to committed. Uh, yeah, and he just started studying. He loves it. And That's so, wild. Yeah, he's been a good tool to use. Does he future. live out in? He lives here. Oh, cool. Yeah. So my immediate family all live here. That's yeah, super is, nice. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah, I wish more did, but yeah, immediate's good enough. Yeah, for <laughs> Yeah, I just love huge family gatherings, and that's the best. Yeah, at Thanksgiving. Are you in, is so? Are you and your family pretty competitive? Because I feel like you're a oh, pretty yeah. competitive person. I am to an extent, for sure. Like I mean, if it's something you feel like you're re- like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like if you feel like there's even a slight chance. Oh yeah. That you could podium. You want to. You go for it. Yeah. Yeah, dude, shooting, uh, skeet shooting. <laughs> I was trash at. I was like, <laughs> I kind of so... felt a little good. I was like, I might be able to hit something, you know? Nothing. Dude, we were all horrible. so bad. So bad. I don't like, even... breathtakingly shit. Yeah. And that so guy bad. was so funny. The one that was just chilling next to us. All yeah, the time Toothless Joe. We had Mike last week, and he was like telling us how that dude like pulled out that weird raptor claw knife and like threw it on his lap. It was nuts. It was so crazy. That was hilarious. But yeah, I feel you on that. But my brother's. One's 21. He's about to turn 22 soon. The other one's 19. And so I've always been old enough that I would just kill them at everything. And so, I mean, that got built into my DNA oh. super deep. <laughs> if I'm not super good at something, then I hate it, you know? And so, yep, that's kind of... Dylan, tell us about a time that sibling rivalry showed up <laughs> in your life with Taylor. Maybe in Winter Park. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, my... Uh, he my little brother who i was always better at everything except any brain stuff he was always way smarter he's crazy smart um he would like 
he was one of those people that didn't have to do homework and would get an A on the test. He did, he wouldn't get straight A's because he just didn't care enough. Didn't care enough. <laughs> like he wouldn't yep. he wouldn't do any work ever. Like he just wanted to like play yeah. video games or you know do whatever, play outside and, and yeah. so we got like good grades, but <laughs> yeah, like I did the same thing. I got three O, and I think my entire high school I put in two hours worth of homework. Yes. Yeah, so I was the opposite <laughs> of that. But anyway, um, yeah, we would always, he would always be the accident a day kid, like <laughs> always crying, and I would always beat him up. <laughs> so, yep. yep, I feel you. And then, then he uh, raced downhill mountain bikes for five years in college. And af- so after this, we just go for a casual ride at the mountain bike park. And he, first run of the day, 9 a.m., takes off as fast as if he were in a race like He's just gone. lightning <laughs> I love it. but i'm like i can't let my little brother beat me so i just pedal my ass off as to try and keep up with him hit the first jump on the track <laughs> he like when you race you know how to like scrub the jump where you like kind of i don't know how to do it obviously uh you bounce the suspension and you kind of like don't fly over this jump um to keep yeah, your speed you absorb the jump instead yeah, of actually like, instead it, yeah. pushing against it and gaining altitude but my bmx training has always been jump as far as possible <laughs> so i come flying at this thing and i jump it 30 ish feet and it land straight on my head shoulder and neck on the lip of the the next jump and I don't recall what happened the rest of the day. I was following Dylan, and it was the most breathtaking crash. Like, you oh were so God. unprepared to see someone go that much farther than they were supposed to. Dude. Like, that's sometimes like people land sometimes. in the flat bottom. Some, But, like, to land completely on the next jump, I was like, this is insane. And Dylan, like, another, like, action sports thing is, like, we're so quick to, like, as long as nothing's literally insanely devastatingly broken quick to like pop up and be like, I'm good. Everything's fine. And we're all just like, why don't we take it easy for a second? (laughs) And over the course of the next like 30 minutes, we find out he has like the craziest concussion and like, Oh my God. Yeah. But well, so the story I was told, cause I, I don't recall, but, um, so we were sitting there and I took my helmet off and um, then they're like, they point to my helmet, like, Dylan, is that your helmet? And I look at it, I'm like, and it's just like a raptor clawed it. And I look at it, I'm like, oh no, did I do that? And then I get distracted and talk about something else for a second. And then I look back at the helmet and I'm like, oh no, what happened to my helmet? <laughs> And they're like, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. multiple times he would he would like look back at him and be like, Oh man, whose helmet is that? And we're like, <laughs> Yours, buddy. Did it look like that when you got the helmet? I don't know. And then like a couple minutes ago back. <laughs> look at the pine tree. Yeah, right there. Yeah, is there nice. a butterfly? Oh my god, whose helmet is that? That looks r- bad. And we're like, oh. You're like, we okay. need to get to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so I I recall the first thing I recall is uh, around 1 p.m., I somehow tricked the 
the paramedics into letting me go home. Um, yeah, and they make you do like a memory test of like you have to memory, or memory you have to memorize like a certain combination of letters, numbers, words. And yeah. somehow I tricked him into thinking that I knew when I really didn't. I think wow. you I think did. You guys, well, you guys I do may remember have helped me. <laughs> someone was definitely trying to help you, and then they caught them helping <laughs> you. <laughs> they were not psyched. Oh, we're man. like, he's fine. They're like, he's not fine. Yeah, if you can't remember this. <laughs> but, oh, I did man. break my collarbone, and that was really uncomfortable for many months, and also um, ended up me. I lived in California at the time. Oh, that's right. And it ended up having me move back here. So, oh. Have you been back ever since? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot that that's why you moved back. That's yep. nuts. Yeah, because, I mean, you there's nothing you could do. Like, mm. We had... Have you ever broken anything or, like, had massive injuries things. with, like, all the yeah. working out you've done? Like, I feel like it's a different kind of injury or maybe, like, sports and stuff. Yeah. Fortunately, I've never had a lifting, lifting accident which I'm super grateful for. Well, when I first started lifting, I had a, a, a weight bench right outside my room in the basement. It was like my room, okay. living room in the basement, and then that was just my domain. And it was just a weight bench, <laughs> and that was it. And so pretty much every day I'd work out on that weight bench. And sometimes, man, I'd be maxing out by myself, and I couldn't yeah. get it. And then I'm just like, oh, my God, what in the world do I do now? <laughs> and you, so you try tipping it this way, and you can't move anything, so you end up rolling it down yeah. your body. Uh, that happened multiple times. So that, that was, those are close those ones. Those are real close calls. Never had any of that. But I've broken my uh, – I shattered my cheekbone and my radial. What? And my, uh, my jaw bone right here from trampoline. Dude. Yep. Trampolines yeah. are hands down the funnest childhood. And most dangerous. Like <laughs> – Nothing but joy. Yeah. And also nothing but accidents. Dude. How did, how did it happen? Uh, I was This one, I was at Jump Street. Mm, um, and dang, the, if you've ever been, been to Jump Street, Street, all the trampolines are so stiff. It's insane. Like, they're big runway like trampolines, yeah. you know, and they kind of go up like this. So I'm in the middle, and they're, but they're pretty bouncy. And so I go for a double front flip. <laughs> okay, there is a sign that specifically says no doubles, if I recall. That's probably because of me. This is before that. Okay. Because this is when I was like 16, so this is like oh, 10, yeah, that's 10 years old ago. School. So this is like a year or so after, or even the same year that Jump Street opened-ish. Yeah. At least the one in Littleton that I went to. Like, that was the first time I've ever seen one. Yeah, like, over off Arapahoe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and we so, used to make the trek from Parker. Dude, that place is sick, number one. But yeah, I went for the double. And so what broke my cheap on everything was my knee. I did the double, landed it like almost, and then just knee to the face. Foot, knee to face. My knee didn't feel anything, but my face was absolutely crushed. I like, I get knocked out. I had a a headband on or something, a bandana, flew off like 30 feet. Oh my God. So it was a hard hit. But then to get up, one of the like the refs or whatever for Jump Street like comes over and he's like, you okay? And so I go to the bathroom and my, my, cheek is literally caved in oh so it collapsed and i was like no fucking way that is so savage yeah Yeah. that was the most intense thing man and then i can't imagine looking in the mirror and just seeing that yeah i was like what did i do (laughs) (laughs) so this was and this was like probably a year after i broke my uh tib fib on my on my leg on a trampoline doing kind of a double flip as well but i was trying to go to my back and my leg just got caught under when I was spinning and it just snapped because my body weight yeah. came down on it. And I like, 
I like hit my back and I bring my leg up and I literally see it snap back into place. Oh. But I was super grateful for that because it wasn't a compound fracture anymore. It like, you know, it snapped back and it was in line. It's fortunately. So they just put wow. a, a cast on what? it and I was good. Best case scenario. Yeah. That is case. insane. I can't believe how lucky that is. Have you been on a trampoline since? Yeah. Yeah. When are we going yep. to Jump Street, boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stay away from Jump Street, but uh, I've been to, I've been to a few trampoline places. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta I, I don't get go that crazy monkey off anymore. your back. Yeah. For yep. sure. I still have never yeah. landed the double front. Dude. So I just I just can't bring myself to do it. Not yeah. Conceded. Especially on those super on a, stiff. Yeah. Tramps. Those. Are, Dude. And, well, those are the, the little yeah. ones, like at. Uh, the place that we Spider go, Spider Monkey. Spider Monkey. They have like the the Olympic ones. Yes. Like that, you could you yeah. could do it no problem. And the like Olympic ones. Real deal foam pits to like actually practice, not to where you just have to like genuinely huck it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've been to a couple of those places, and so I go pretty ham there still. But That's yeah, those nice. Olympic trampolines, those are those are the ones you got to do it on. Dude, that is. St- I think probably the gnarliest thing you could break is your face. It was it was pretty intense. So they had to rebuild it. So it's all titanium mesh underneath my eye on the global and right here. Full blown RoboCop right now. Mm -hmm. That's sick. Yeah. So and you can't tell the surgeon did a great job. Dude, (laughs) I still thank him for it. Yeah, yeah. But I still have the uh, like the little uh, X-ray and then all the diagrams of what he was gonna do, like metal plate here, mesh here, and. That's, so that's pretty intense to look at sometimes because I forget, you know. Oh, and there's a plate right here too because it broke the jawbone up high. That's just from the, the impact. So you don't. Even, that's something you don't even think about. You go to have fun, jump on yeah. a trampoline, yeah. and then smashed titanium face. Yep. Yeah, because you might be ready for like a broken wrist or an ankle or something, but you're never right. ready to blow your face out. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yep. That was the last thing I would have thought of, like going for the double. I thought, you know. Worst case scenario, I'll land on my like my back or my butt or something and no nope. dang. Need a face. It means I almost landed it though. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean yeah, the, if the it spin had been was like there. an actual <laughs> Olympic tramp, you probably would have had enough give. Right. But you basically just did like a ten foot double flip to concrete. Like, yeah, to nothing. These are so it was so <laughs> stiff. That was the worst. But Dang. So, yeah. I mean that's that's just a good lesson though. Never think of the uh, Worst case scenario. I always think of the yeah. best case. Yep. <laughs> 100%. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, most yeah. of the time, it works out. That's yeah, and, like, if the worst case is going to happen, like, it's going to happen. Don't sit there and, like... It's like when you're sliding in a car, like, don't, like, oh, God, I hope I don't hit that tree. I hope I don't hit that tree. Yeah. Because you're just staring at the tree the whole time, and you're just going to drive straight into it. Yep, yep. You got to look where you want to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, man. So that's... Yeah. Um, you were talking about like real estate and everything that you got into for that. Um, was that like you tell us more about that trip to white? Cause I think that's such a cool moment that you had where like, it sounds like it was kind of like, just like an aha moment for lack of cooler word is like, yeah, this is something that needs to change and kind of what were some of the actions you started changing and some of that. Yeah. A whole bunch. Um, so yeah, we went down there and before that, I've always wanted to be, you know, I've already always had a want to be, you know, financially independent um, because I, I don't think what everybody's doing. Yeah, because you're doing, a human being, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I don't think what everybody else is doing is like, you know, worth anything Yeah. if you're not going to, you know, eventually not do it, you know, and hopefully soon. So anyways, go down there. And when I had a vacation for that long, which I've never had before, 
it really makes you just reset your entire mindset. You know, you're, you're in the constant rat race, doing the thing, doing the thing, doing the thing. And then you have mm -hmm. a time to just sit and relax. So after the first week or so, you're like in a really different mood and you can really think about things more long-term with more clarity. So I was like, how am I going to be able to just do whatever I want in the future? That's you a know? good point. How can, you know, how can I just come here for two months or a year and literally not do anything, but still make money. And so then that started narrowing things down more and more. But my dad and I, and my brothers too, um, when we were moving around, so especially in Ohio and Maryland, my dad would do house flipping. And so he would go and find a place, Fizbo's as he called them for sale yeah. by owners, you know, go and find those, um, you know, work out a deal, buy them, fix them, flip them. And so this was in the early 2000s, late yeah, well, 1990s. Yeah, tons of money to be made, yeah. Yeah, and then so he was telling me just on the loan programs they had, it was a lot easier back then mm -hmm. to just, you know, get things like that. But... So he started doing that and we would go and help him. We would go and, you know, we'd be up on the roof putting shingles on. We'd be in the yard doing landscaping. We'd be tearing carpet out. We'd be doing all this stuff yeah. with him. And it was just me and my th my dad, my two brothers, we're just going in there and, and killing it. And so that, I kept thinking back to that, you know, because that was super fun. I loved doing it. I just wanted to get back to real estate. So my dad did maybe, you know, four or five house flips in total between Ohio and Maryland. And then we came here. My parents ended up splitting up, so he had to get, you know, a real job. Yeah. Because my mom was working. He was stay-at-home dad, but he wanted to, you know, try and make cash some other way. Mm -hmm. Contribute in yeah. whatever way he could. Yeah, and he started making some good money at it, too. But then we moved here. Market's different. You know, some things changed, and that kind of stopped. He's back in it now, thankfully. Um, but, yeah, so I kept thinking back to that. And eventually, you know, came to, started watching more videos and real estate, really started diving deep. And I probably did, you know, 40 hours a week studying real estate while I'm in Hawaii for those last, you know, three, wow. four, five weeks. And so I just dove, dove deep. And then I started looking at jobs in Denver related to real estate um, and then joined a company as an inspector because I have a little bit of construction background. Not a lot, but just enough. Worked with Jamar a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's actually something I'm... I've got a bone to pick with that whole industry. It's a different conversation, but yeah, it's yeah. crazy how little someone actually needs to know about anything to be a housing inspector. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so I was going around for this management company doing inspections, just basically seeing if anything was wrong. I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning. Um, and then I did that for a few months. They liked me. And then one of the property managers left. And so I asked them if I could, you know, be a property manager, give it a shot since I knew the systems and everything. And so they just went in and started training me. And then I eventually got my license, went to another company. And, and so, yeah, that's what I've been doing here. But yeah, long-term, a lot of things changed for, um, as far as like my behavior, what I was doing each day, my money consumption, uh, everything, you know, during that Hawaii time, everything started changing. So I could just put all my resources into saving to buy real estate and just only doing that only focusing on that you know not you know our cars are super cheap you know we bought them for cash trying to have no debts other than that and just just keep putting the cash towards it and you know the more units you buy the more you'll make passively and the sooner you can get out of here yeah because they say it's what like somewhere around like seven to ten yeah. different properties is around where you can be like a a full-time do nothing yeah yeah more Something or less like that yeah absolutely yeah. and so i have uh two places down there now and they're du a duplex um and so yeah if you get you know a decent amount of those you you'll be sitting pretty for sure you can do that there you can do that here it just depends on your market and and what you want to do with it but yeah that's yeah, awesome seven or so properties would be perfect yeah our our buddy brian uh just got his third or fourth house 
it's insane to me that I know people our age who are so well put together as like you and Brian. Like, not, I mean, I'm finally in a place where like I don't have any debt and like yeah. that's nice. All of our cars are paid for. We have very low bills, but we also have very low income. So it's like a little bit of both. Yeah. We have a lot of freedom in the sense that like we don't really have much to pay for. Yeah, which is great. Which is incredible. Yeah. But also like it's so nuts to me that I have friends who have like bought a house before they were 23. I'm like, how is that? How is that humanly possible? <laughs> like it's so yeah. crazy. <laughs> and not because they like had money. Like right. they were just smarter than me earlier than I was. I know. I still so wish crazy. I still wish I started sooner than I did. Dude, you know? yeah. Like I have a buddy who's just turned twenty one, who's never not lived in his parents' house. Yep. And he went and bought like a massive truck to go because like he has no bills, so why wouldn't he I was like, dude, that four hundred dollar a month car payment, you you could own a house by the time you're 22. You could yep. straight up own a house. Yeah, just by saving it, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the earlier you start implementing these things, cutting down all your costs and maximizing your income, and the income will keep going the more that you learn and develop as a person. I mean, they say you only earn as much as you're worth. So, yeah, you know, you just keep keep on the education. And you can, like you said, you can become a millionaire in a million different ways. Yeah. So follow it. Dude, that's, that's so rad. Like, what are some of the things that really blew your mind as you, like, it sounds like you really, truly, like, expanded your mind in a really unique way when you moved from Hawaii to, or, like, that last little bit of Hawaii and then moving back. Yeah. Um, what are some of those things that, like, really blew your mind as you you moved back, kind of transitioned into, like, normal life again? Right. Where you you just... The brain can't unlearn something. Right? Yeah. Like once, yes. once it's thought something, experienced something, felt something, it can never go back. It can never go away. So what were some of those things that like really you were like, wow, that blew the lid off of this? Or? Well, just staying at that house, really. I mean, somebody who can own, you know, that house and, you know, they're not working. You know, they're just chilling. Yeah, just chilling. So, and that's one of three. house in Hawaii. Yeah, one of three houses. And so just that, I mean, unless sometimes unless you're exposed to somewhere that you've never even thought of, like owning, you know, three, five million dollar homes at a time and, you know, just chilling, just going between them all whenever you want with with no ties, nothing. I mean, that really opened my mind up. I'm like, that is a possibility because my mom, you know, she worked, uh, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, you know, the whole time that we were growing up and she killed it and she was a breadwinner. She did everything for us. But during that time, I mean, we missed out on a huge chunk. She missed out on a huge chunk of our lives. And we missed out getting to know our mom as, as well as we probably could have. Um, and our relationship is great now. But during those times, I mean, it was tough, you know. And so I never want to put my kids in that position. I want to be able to stay home every day, all day with them up until they, they start going until to school, annoying. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then get out of here, you know. Go but outside. I want to have that ability to, to just you know, be with them at all times, number one, or, you know, go with Christine and we'll go on a trip for wherever, however long there's no, there's no ties, you know, keeping you here. That's, so that's the ultimate goal. Those, those no ties is the biggest thing. Like too often people tie themselves down with like different types of debt or Mm -hmm. tie themselves down with like a job that's like super constricting because it pays well, but it's like, 
yeah, we'll pay you well, but you get three days of vacation a year or something insane right. like that to where like you're so locked in and that is a that's kind of where Allie and I were like, we don't have an immediate solution to making significantly more money. Right. But it's pretty easy for us to live below our means. And that is such a big part of what you're talking about. It's like, I'm sure that guy who has three $5 million houses in Maui could probably have like eight. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, but he's exactly. on, like, which is insane to think about. Right. And in order to get to that level. Chill. Yeah, exactly. You have to, you know, live below your means. And sometimes, especially in the beginning, well below your means. You know, you're, you're not renting as much as you can. But people these days, that's all they do. As soon as they can afford a huge house, you know, they buy to their absolute limit. Cars buy to the absolute limit with everything, you know, and they're buying expensive this and that. And they're not saving any money, so they're not actually making forward progress anywhere. And they're just betting on maybe I'll get that raise. You know, maybe this will happen. Maybe, maybe that will happen. Lucky. Yeah, maybe we'll get well, lucky rather than planning for none of that to happen and just going off of well you have to post your mercedes or ferrari to right. instagram yeah exactly right. what and are you doing social media is making it so much worse i know it's so funny like how pressured we all feel to like like i i feel it all the time like with our joy quota stuff i'm in a, a weird place i was talking about a friend trey who has a youtube channel that's starting to take off and like he's making money with it and i was like it's so weird because he'll get like hit up by strangers for like car advice now because it's a um, thing called Hooligans, something like that, Hooligans Auto or something. But like yeah. he gets hit up now by like random strangers who like find him through the internet and like he's a part of their life now. And like I've got one YouTube channel that I'm a really big fan of, where like I have to check myself all the time. I'm like you don't you don't know any of these people. Like, right. <laughs> yes. like, you don't know, like, they wouldn't be able to pick you out of a lineup, dude. Like, you cannot get all emotionally wrapped up in what these people are doing. Right. Uh, like, all the time, I have to remind myself, like, it's entertaining, it's fun, <laughs> that is in no way, like... Impactful. Yeah, it's, it's not, I don't know these people. And, right. like, hopefully with our channel and with our podcast, like, I'll hopefully have that same level of influence at some point. Because I really yeah. believe in what we're doing at Joy Quota and like the message we want to share, but I'm in this weird place of knowing that I'm not technically a part of the like. It's weird, right? Like, right. You how do that. I accept the fact that we aren't technically a part of the lives, or like the, our listeners aren't a part of our lives in like a day-to-day -day sense? And hopefully, we're like touching their lives. It's all a very weird experience to me because like I bet I'm learning more about myself that I, I could be a bit of a curmudgeon and just be like an old man in the woods with a shotgun <laughs> and some property <laughs> like very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I feel And yeah. So it's weird to like welcome it in. And that's kind of my weird learning process. Yeah. Um, what has it been like as, as you go through, like you were talking earlier before we started of how you're kind of maybe taking over is the wrong word, but like you're really in, in someone's shoes right now. Yeah. with the property management that you're doing now of like being really a, a part of that person's life. And like, right. You're seeing things that maybe most people don't when they see this guy and, oh, and yeah. really getting to know that lifestyle. Has there been any changes or, or like learning curves with that? Huge. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this, um, <clears throat> this family is super interesting, but yeah, I'm basically coming in 
and taking over for everything he has been doing for 30 years. He started buying properties in the 80s. He's managed them every day and up until now. And so handing that over, number one, is huge for him, which I'm sure it is. And it's tough. Um, but for me, yeah, massive learning curve because things happen all the time. You know, nine o'clock at night on a Sunday, whenever. Whenever he calls, I have to be ready. I have to answer or tenants or who knows. And so I'm learning a lot, which is what I wanted initially. When I first got into this whole industry, I wanted to learn how to be a good property manager so I can manage my own properties, you know, when I get to a certain point where if I want to do that, you know, and I want to learn the industry front to back so I can make the best investments, know what to do in certain situations that most people wouldn't unless you have that experience. Yeah, unless you've got boots on the ground. Exactly. Yeah. And so I've been boots on the ground for a couple of years, but this situation is what I was looking for since the beginning. I wanted to be with somebody that I eventually would want to kind of be in a sense. Now, if I was where he was, I would give it to a management company and say, thanks, bye. Yeah, it's you crazy. Know, he I'll has, see you. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's just the kind of guy he is. He's a German guy. He's... Uh, Everything has its very specific place, yes? Yeah, yeah. He's very... Yeah, he's he's a great guy, but uh, he's sometimes he's, he's a hard ass. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm learning a whole bunch, a ton, and just that alone is, is worth, you know, every minute I'm working on Sunday night or, or whenever. And so I've been loving it. That's been great. That, gosh, that has to be hard to like, like that balance, right? Of like, you don't want to go. I mean, my phone is off at nine o'clock on a Sunday night, or the right. same time he's napping right. midday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. And yeah, to be like, I really don't want to do this, but you know, you need to, and it's for the the long term benefit. Right right exactly and it's yeah it's been it's been definitely a very interesting experience but it's been great yeah, yeah i'm impressed at how like you and jamar both are very long-term thinkers yeah. and i've had the privilege and handicap of i'm i feel like i'm a very lucky person i feel like on top of that like I'm very adaptable. Like I love quick thinking and like how to make something work as it's falling apart kind of stuff. Like I'm just good at it. And I spent a lot of time growing up in a BMX team where like that was the entire model. It's like this guy was getting paid to do what he loved and paying me to do what I loved all based on zero planning. Right. <laughs> right. Like, z like, <laughs> Zeros may be the wrong word, but like it was all fly by the seat of your pants type stuff. And that is a skill set I'm very proud of. But I'm infinitely more in awe and in wonder of people like yourself and Jamar who are just so good at thinking of the end game. Yeah. My I I wish it wasn't true, but every time anything comes up, my first reaction is like, eh, it'll work out. <laughs> Name one time it hasn't worked out. Never. All right. Let's keep going. Go ahead. Yeah. So exactly. like, I'm so impressed by like the discipline it takes to have a long term focus like that. And that that really is what it takes too, because it's you know if you want to make ten thousand dollars a month passively, it's going to take this many properties. It's going to take this long for us to save up. You know, it's, it, when it starts compounding, that's when it's going to go faster. But you know, our timelines you know four years down the line until we want to be where we want to be. My girlfriend and I, who, you know, we've talked about marriage multiple times, you know, yeah. so it's, it's on its way, but, uh, 
but yeah, I mean, we, and we talk about it all the time, we're super open about it, but yeah, we're thinking long-term, we're like, all right, yeah, in about three years, we're going to be doing this. And that's super tough to do. In some senses, it kind of locks you into where you're at. You're like, shit, you know, if I quit this job or like if something happens and I lose it, you know, I might not be able to get a job that pays that much. That's going to set our timeline back. So you're just putting more stresses on yourself to really succeed, really do well. In some senses that that can be bad, but in other senses it can be really good, especially if that's what you need. And if you're, but if you're working towards that end goal and you really have it in mind, that's the starting point. And really you got to work backwards from there to where you're at. This is the finish line. How do I map where I am to the finish line? Right. This is the finish line. This is where I'm at. This is the road it's going to take to get there or multiple roads. You know, which one are we going to take? Let's stick to the plan and do it. Yeah. Sometimes it's tough. It really is. Like sometimes I want to go out and and go on a vacation or buy this car or do this. Especially with social medias and everything these days, it makes it that much tougher. Everybody's connected, Uh, which is one of the reasons why I deleted all social medias like a year and a half ago. I just got rid of it because I need need to focus. Yeah. Yeah. This is distracting me. You know, I can only see the Bahamas so many times. I'm going to go there for real. I don't need to see you anymore. Bye. You know? And so, but yeah, I mean. I think that that's like a, a very millennial thought. Like I think all of the generations before us didn't have the privilege of seeing as much as we've seen by the time we're 26, even if yeah. it's not in person, right? Like I've yeah. Googled every last f- place on earth. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've seen underwater photos of crazy places. I've seen mountainscapes I'll never probably go to. I've seen so much and the world feels so small. Right. And we've had the privilege of getting everything as quick as we could possibly want it. Like we all were right in that range where like we remember doing book reports with actual books. Right. But the next year we got LimeWire. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Yeah, exactly. So we didn't have to get CDs. So like I think it's millennials are like the first generation that's not going to wait until they're old to go do other things, which yeah. is awesome. But I think we've also missed out on the big, big, big part of it that you haven't, which is like, we have to be massively disciplined for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, five, maybe even 10 years Yeah, of like intense discipline. And then it's playtime. Yeah. And that's not something that millennials, <laughs> certainly not me. Like I, Ali is much better at this stuff than I am. I'm just, yeah. That's the entire point of marriage is to marry Balance up. it out. Yeah, I don't know a single up. guy <laughs> where I'm like, you didn't punch up when you got married. I've never met a guy where I'm like, you aren't better because of her. Like a single person. Right. right. Yeah. So, I think we all need that to a certain extent. So like, it's so funny to me that we're the first generation that knows that we aren't going to wait. And we're also the first generation that doesn't feel like we have to earn it. In some sense. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Because there is yeah. just, there's so much opportunity now that has never existed. Absolutely. The and interconnectedness we, of everything. You can look for a job in Baltimore right now and you can, you know, call them up or submit yeah, your resume. I could move you can, to Baltimore before, or I could have everything set up, a house, a job, a car, anything I could possibly need before I even went out there. Right. Which is absolutely insane to me. The times that we're, we're living in now and that we're going to be living in, are, I think it's going to get progressively crazier. That's why it seems so important to have that financial independence as things get wilder and wilder. Right. So then you can go take the the trips to the moon up and around it. Yeah. You know, and, and chill. Well, the robots are going to take all the jobs and you know, yeah. 
I don't even want to deal with it. I'm just going to leave. I think the more that robots, the AI takes the medial jobs away, we'll have more, we're, we'll create more jobs into two things. I think space exploration, number one, and then uncovering more stuff from our past too. You know, getting the real uh. story of what exactly happened because so many things are still uncovered, number one, going there. But then the space exploration thing is going to yeah. be, I think, the next and final frontier. Wait, we'll go back into the, in the past enslaved. thing. What do, you, what do you mean by going back into the past? I don't know, I'm man, because I've, I've watched multiple things. I've heard things. I've, I've done my own research on, you know, what, what we've been taught is the past, what actually is the past. Yeah. And it's good to go to other cultures and see what they think about the same thing. Because especially in America and American schools, I think we're super biased towards America being the best. You yeah, know, we're we not know. getting fed the whole story. No, There's we're no, definitely not. No yeah. shot. Like in what regard? I, I'm I'm curious. Like I was in this. my 20s before anyone told me that because of Columbus, we also like genocided a whole bunch of people and they all died of like smallpox. Like that never came up at any point that there was a single bad thing about Thanksgiving. Yeah, they talked about the yeah. trail of tears for about three seconds and that, that yeah, was about like, it. But look, we got a new TV, you know, like. Yeah. But, um. I mean, there's, you know, where, where all of civilization really started, they say Africa, they're finding more evidence that, you know, there was people here 100,000 years ago in North America too. And that throws everything out of whack. I mean, just the more that we can dig into that, put more resources towards that, put more resources towards space. This is an, an interesting question. What do you think the value of that is? Because I hear, like, my dad is real into space exploration. Okay. Because yeah. he was like, our age maybe a little younger when people started going to the moon so like that was like his big like that was like defined his entire like life in that point because that was the craziest thing that like now we're all so jaded from like movies and like everything right. is impressive now like everything yeah we have cars that drive themselves we have everything is insane so yeah. but to be in like the 60s early 70s and people are going to the moon like insane and they just created the car you know seven years ago yeah so it's like yeah they lived in a very interesting time too so he always talks to me about like how important it is to explore space and i'm like is it is it that important or should we well yeah because we're going to destroy this planet so we need to find a new (laughs) planet exactly so it's funny my first thought is like we should really be doing more here we should be pointing the the telescope inwardly and turn it into a microscope and start figuring out like first kind of some of the whether it's social or not issues whether it's um just like funny things about how like the brain works and men and women's dynamic works and like how so everything is so interconnected yeah but there's some people that do that and some people just want to make rocket ships it's like their passion. Like yeah. you're not right. gonna t- tell Elon Musk to go become a, a yogi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or politician or something. Like dive into relationships. Like my only relationship to go is to, to gravity because I'm going to the fucking moon. <laughs> no, he's going past the moon. He's going yeah. to Mars. He's like that's Mars. all he's ever wanted to do. That's what he's passionate about. So he's gonna do it. That's where he's gonna die. I yeah. You can't just like. Some people are that passionate about space, and then that's just the way it is. That, I think, is the best argument I've heard in my... I've asked many people uh, that question of, like, 
Is it actually all that important? I think it's all important. And with more people that we get on the planet, we're going to have more resources to go into all these different fields at the same time. That's why the medical industry is advancing hugely. Health in general, space, technology, it's all just, I mean, it's on on that J curve right now. And, and the next 10 years are going to be like the past 100 as far as growth. Yeah, it's in pretty insane direction. how quick things move nowadays. Yeah. Like my dad tells me times of like, you know, the 70s or 80s or even like early 90s. But like things were so chill. <laughs> and now it's like every three or four days. Like tomorrow we could learn something that reshapes our entire existence. And the entire world would know about this one new discovery or thing that changes the way that the entire globe almost I mean, billions of people see something, and then the next day, everyone could have new information that changed their mind. Yeah. That's insane. It is. I think it's one of the benefits of living in this age is that something can happen in who knows where, middle of nowhere, Russia, and we'll all know about it the next day. If that long, yeah. If that long, maybe same day. Snapchat's it. Exactly. That's where I get the most of my news is Snapchat. You know, it's you, know, you can. I've gone like all over the globe, and you just click random spots. You can just see people's stories, you know, in wow. Russia or China or whatever, and just, you know, get immersed in their culture for a second, and then pop back over here. That's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is so wild. Yeah. All of this just makes me very afraid of the machine, the robots. Terminator is real, and we're going to cause it. Um, that's my ultimate opinion on this. Well, what about Neuralink? Us getting. Uh, combined with AI. That's a terrible idea. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I mean, that, that's literally that's Elon the, yeah. Musk's happening in like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's very, very soon. They drill design. a hole in your head and then they have, you know, things that are one-tenth the size of a human hair. A little robot goes in there and plugs it in different spots in your brain and then plugs the hole. And you can have up to 10 at a time with, I think it's 100 uh hairs coming out of each one or 10 hairs coming out of each one so we talked earlier about how the brain can't unlearn something and i'm probably not gonna sleep tonight because of that that is, <laughs> that is my actual nightmare that is so scary it sounds insane and it literally goes into your brain and it it's the size of a neuron and it just kind of whoop, immerses itself in your brain but the first thing what? that they're going to use it for is helping people with paralysis be able to move again because it's literally just lighting those spots in your brain to move it again even if that connection has been broken in the past. So especially people who have wow. were born with paralysis or, you know, got it over time. So that's what we're gonna, they're going to use it for first. But they also said, and this is how you turn into a superhuman. Yeah, I was also going to say, <laughs> and that's also how everything terrible in the yeah. entire universe happens. Because if it's all it linked, right there. if that gets hacked, everybody's hacked. Uh, yeah, I don't even like that cars are on the internet. Now. <laughs> yeah. They've, like, done studies of people, like, hacking into, like, Chevy Sparks or like the the Clintons do it. Yeah, they kill people that way. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I don't know about any any politics on it, but (laughs) I do. uh, They've done like news stories of like they just get like some dude who says he's a hacker, right? And then they put one of their buddies in the car and all right, go drive down the freeway, John. And then 15 seconds later, the car is completely turned off. The hazards are going off. And he's just parked in the fast lane on the highway. That's a good friend. Some (laughs) friends would just be like, I'm taking you for a ride. Yeah, I know. So it's like, that's insane. So if if, uh, some entity... That's the temptation. It seems like there is truly so much good that could come from that. But there's no way it's going to stop it good. 
Well, yeah, because that's going back to humans, like exactly. Yeah, even if ninety nine point nine percent are good, there's still seven billion, and they're producing more every second. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I don't know the math on that, but I bet it's a lot. That's of a lot. I bet the number is several digits. <laughs> perhaps yes. I, I bet it's several million. It's insane. Yeah, it, it's. Is that an actual thing? You both are looking at me like I'm insane for what? not knowing this. What, the, the weird neuro- robot brain stuff. Oh, yeah, Neuralink, yeah. Well, it, it didn't come out that long ago, you know, his official announcement on it. But, I uh, didn't hear about the paralysis thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's a great start, and then uh, it's going to end real badly. Horribly. Yeah. And it's so strange that <laughs> Elon, of all people, is going to do it because he's so afraid of AI taking everything over. He's the guy making it take over. Right. Perfect. No, not not necessarily. That's that's he's not crazy. the one making it take over. <laughs> but but yeah. he's he's definitely he's, he's one of the he's giving a, a lot of a the things to a baby and being like, guys, it would be awful if this baby pulled the pin, right? <laughs> exactly. That'd be insane. Yes. Yep. He's giving a lot of the tools <laughs> to the people that will be bad with it. But wow. Yes. Mm. Did you guys hear about? Um, I don't know what organization is doing it, but they transported a molecule from here to the moon and back and were able to track it the whole time. What? Whoa, I didn't hear about that. And so for me, that's saying, all right, here comes teleportation. Again, I don't want that. I think <laughs> I think life is supposed to be at least a little bit shitty. Oh, for sure. I mean, and the more that we stray from normal life, the more diseases I feel like we're going to get, you know, that's why I feel like all the cancers are super prevalent. We're getting further and further away from the things that we eat, the things we do, the things we touch, the radiation that we have. It's all affecting us. So if we get into crazy stuff like that, I don't even know what, what could yeah, happen. Yeah, like more kids need to be in the backyard chopping wood, yes. scraping knees. Well, supposedly they're going to cure death here in a little bit or like I've, I've heard uh, of yes. life extension. I mean, uh, like old age dying at least. Yeah. I haven't listened to the Joe Rogan podcast yet, but there's he just had a guy on that. I started yeah, listening to that thing. one. They're really big into... Um, Again, that all sounds terrible. Like with yeah. stem cells and <laughs> yeah. who knows what else. Like, yeah, you're not going to have to die. Well, they said the first person the time. to live to 150 has already been born. I have heard that. You yeah. heard that? I'm that's not shocked insane. about that. That's a long ass Because there are people who live to like 100 living off like Coca-Cola and cigarettes. Yeah, like 120 already. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, which is insane to me. Yeah, I don't care about living to 150. I want to be like this like physical body until I'm 100 and then just and then, end is fine. But and then right. like I don't want Because the 120 <laughs> people, you still like can't do anything from like 70 to 120. So you right. lose 50 years of like... Just sitting on the couch. So yeah, what's the point? I'm alive, but not really alive. See, I feel yeah, like that's when all your best work gets done. Like that's when the, it goes from telescope to microscope, right? Like right. you're stuck there. You're on the back end of things. So you you have a lot of experience. It's the same reason why like we're all better people than we were when we were 19. Like right. you've learned through just being alive. <laughs> even like... Even if you weren't out and about doing stuff, like I've never met a 19-year-old that was better than so, like, yeah, eh. but but like you said, or like it I've never met a 20-something, a ton year. of good to be. I mean, yeah, everyone will get better themselves as they get older. But like you said, with our 21-year-old friend who bought this expensive car, like you can't 
it's so hard to impart that knowledge from that you learn throughout your life to that younger generation. Like they'll never accept it. Like no matter what you say to this person, like he's not going to not buy crazy cars. Like right. he has to learn it for himself. And then by then it's like, it's past. Yeah. I feel like our generation, like I, I feel like everyone I talk to when I talk about like Ali and I's relationship and some of the like things I've learned about like the human animal and how we interact with each other. I get a lot of, cause I, I like talking to old people about it. I'm like, right. I want to hear from the people who've been married for literally 60 years. Like, how'd you make that happen? Or like, I want to hear about, you know, I want to learn from people who've been around and like, Everyone I know that's in their, like, 60s is, like, you're where I was at, like, five fucking years ago. Because that's where I just chose to do the work versus, like, there's people like you where you have put in, like, the discipline financially to be where people were at in their, like, 40s and 50s, 60s to where they're going to look at you and be like, dude, you're 30 and you're where I was at when I was, like, 70. Right. Right? So, like, I, I think we have access now for the first time to those people's inf- like it used to just be whoever was in your little village right. was the only knowledge you got to choose from. And now I get to learn from people from all over the world with all kinds of who are learning based on groups of people from all over the world. That's where their information's coming from. So like it's more real, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So I feel like, yes, we're all going to continue. It's part of the curve. Like, you have to mess things up to learn. But I think that same 20-year-old kid is infinitely further down the line when it comes to finances than anyone else I've ever met at that age. Like, he's where you're at. Minus, like, like he's like, yeah, I bought a $400 a month car payment because I have seven grand in a bank account and I'm 21 Mm -hmm. and I have zero bills other than this one car. Like, that's actually a financially reasonable thing to do i did the same thing it's man. not the insanely disciplined thing but it, he is right. still probably 10 years ahead of anyone else he graduated with. and that's going to teach him a lot i'll tell you that taught me a lot because when i was i was 19 living at my parents house i had no expenses i was working valet making some good cash you know and i went and bought an sti immediately off the bat you know that was my dream car i was like i'm getting this thing man and so I did, and I loved it, and then it started breaking down a little bit, and I'm like, fuck this car, and I, I got rid Subaru. of it. But I bought it for cash, lost some money on the sales transaction, selling it, and then got like uh, leased a brand new Cadillac. Leased <laughs> it. Oh. Leased it. And that was like over $400 a month. And so when I was in that for about a year, I was like, this thing's sick, sick, sick. And then I was like, this thing's cost way too much money per month. And then I got an apartment, and I'm like, what was I doing getting that car? That was the worst decision of my life, but that taught me a lot. I'm like, that that stuff is when it really starts to count. Those monthly bills every month that you're getting, that's where you can cut down. But these days, in my opinion, there's no excuse for anybody not to be successful in the things they wanna do because of the internet, because they can go on YouTube and just like I did, watch all these successful guys. They're like, this is what you're gonna have to do, this is what you're gonna have to learn, this, that, and the other to be yeah. successful with what you want to do. You can watch people. And just like you said, you're not in that village anymore. You're in the world. You can access any part of the world at any time for knowledge, for anything, experts in their field. That's why, you know, listening to podcasts and stuff is super beneficial because you can basically talk to an expert for two hours, you know, and then come out of that and you're like, I never knew that, you know, and yeah. I would have never known that, you know, if I didn't have the, the internet. 
And so I think there's no excuses these days if you're at least not on your way to being who you want to be and what you want to be. And it is awesome, but also the downside of that is anyone can call themselves an expert. And because of this (laughs) internet, you could Google how to make money in real estate and there'll be literally 10 million YouTube videos telling you how to do it. And only a fraction of them have actually done it. Right. And finding those is, could be a year long process. Sometimes it is. Yeah, absolutely. But still closer than definitely better than you know being with no internet access you know and and having to find somebody that's in your your area doing the same thing but i agree with anybody being able to say anything and do anything that's why there's so many like conspiracy theories now it's like well i read this on the internet and i'm like which this feels good this is like the first conspiracy theory-esque like we've been talking about like weird stuff (laughs) and i feel like we're finally a true podcast we talk about weird brain robots ai taking over yeah i'm a this is this is good. It feels cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What do you guys got some theories that you're into? Ooh. I don't believe in aliens, so there's not that like one. at all. No well, aliens. I, I, aliens is the wrong word. Uh, there's definitely life on other planets. Like way, who yeah. knows where away? There's obviously there's just too many planets to not have that. But okay. UFOs actually being, being here. here? No. There's no way. Like, if you have the technology to fly a spacecraft from hundreds of Wherever, millions yeah. of light Galaxies years away, away. Yeah. you're not going to crash it on the planet. Like, that's just not going to happen, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. And also, you're not going to crash, even if you did crash it on the planet, you are not immediately followed up by an armada that wipes us all out entirely. Like, there's no way, right? Right, like, what What would be the point <laughs> yeah, of that, you know? If, if you get to that level where you can travel in space, I think, number one, that's going to basically enlighten every person or being on, in your sphere, you know, if you can go out and explore the entire universe. Obviously, they're probably aging way slower. But, yeah, you're going to come here and just kill everybody for what? The resources? Right, you don't, you, don't need, need you don't need resources. You don't need resources, right, yeah. yeah. And it... If you Ooh, want to you're observe, going the opposite. I say we definitely get wiped out. You think you're so? saying the opposite. I'm, I don't think we would. I don't think we're no, worth I'm it. With the, yeah. What are you, what resources do we have? We've uh, in less than hundred years we've destroyed all the resources. There's some like water, maybe some right. diamonds left, like right. salt water. Dude, like, there's probably like a weird element we don't even know is useful that they can just maybe like, no. They've literally proven there's hundreds of millions of planets exactly like ours all over the universe like there's no way they're trying to wipe us out unless we're some kind of threat ever but we're too right. way yeah, we're too, way too uh, dumb for that yeah. maybe maybe they're coming back from the future and saying you guys are gonna wipe us out Terminator. So we're wiping you out back so, all right, uh, AI <laughs> maybe <laughs> but i don't know i it's feel a, like not so much i did hear a, a theory on um time travel where we uh, they will invent time travel at some point but you will only be able to time travel back to when that time machine was invented so you're not going to be able to travel back so say the time machine is invented in 2020 in 2300 you'll be able to travel back to 2020 but not to 1800 mm. Ooh, do you know what the reasoning was i'm genuinely fascinated by that I'm not smart enough. No, uh, <laughs> you're tearing like this the fabric of space and time, but at the same time, are you? Because we're in such a linear world where everything's just going yeah. to one, and then maybe it's really not like that. And then 
the the theory that I saw was like space and times like this, but you can go like this with it. Yeah, and then so you can do. That's just, that's too much. It's getting too much into the theoretical. But stuff. if you could go back to any year ever, what would you go to? Great question. Any year. For some reason, I'm really into um, like the probably like the 16, 1700s. Ooh. Ireland, Scotland. For some You'd reason. You'd kill it out there. You're just a giant man. You'd be like, was that Braveheart years? And stuff? I think that's around Braveheart years. Okay. Yeah. And there's, especially recently, there's been a lot of like, uh, you know, series about that time frame. And it fascinates me a lot. And I did that uh, ancestry.com thing, trace my roots, and it goes back there too. And so that'd be the other reason. Not a shocker. <laughs> but uh yeah i think if anywhere i would like to go back there just to really see how it's like there's a show on netflix actually called uh oh my god what is this show called i'll think of it later but basically this woman lives in the oh, 1900s i know what you're talking about do you Allie watched it a couple times yes what is She's it like called i've been watching uh, yes downton abbey no no, no. <laughs> this chick is like a, a world war ii medic yeah and then the theory or like the sh the premise is she somehow gets transported back in time to like the 1600s mm -hmm. in scotland ireland yep scotland yep. england great britain area and she's just like for like there's no going home like she's just forced to be in that world now and like adjusting from being yeah. like even the technology they had in the 50s to right back then and everything's just so different and everything's just yeah she's a woman and she's like genuinely intelligent so <laughs> they all think she's a witch and they're like trying to kill her all the time yep and she's from Seems she's exhausting. in scotland but they're fighting with the british army right now because and they're trying to british, take scotland yeah. over and yeah she's british and so i have no like, idea what it's called but dude i walked in on alley my girlfriend's gonna like, be pissed very weird <laughs> yeah well they haven't made a joke or like punched each other in the dick or anything <laughs> like why are you watching this <laughs> this is an entertainment yeah <laughs> yep it's what a about, good show though yeah. what about you dylan yeah what time? It, what, uh, I think I've always liked the twenties, the nineteen twenties. Yeah. I think that would be cool. But the twenties um, is only cool if you have money. Being a poor person <laughs> in the twenties seems like it sucks. At Being least in movies, everybody had money because they were the, <laughs> they just invented the stock market. Right. Before the stock market crash. Yeah, I want to get back before the 30s for sure. I don't want to spend the 30s there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But everybody. Quick 10 years. Like, yeah, in New York at least. I don't know about anywhere else. New York else, in the 20s? That would be a great spot. I mean, that's only from watching The Great Gatsby. But yeah, it looks like they have a movie. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll go out to the Hamptons and. Um, Own. Oh, yeah. 20s is about to happen yeah. again, man. I know. I can't Maybe wait. Maybe it'll be the same. Can't so. wait for the next version of the '30s because I'm gonna make my I'm pounce then. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be, next big downturn. No gets, no nothing. So everyone yeah. else is gonna crumble. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if that works like that. <laughs> it's gonna be. We do go in cycles, that's for yeah. sure. When they're timed, it's getting thrown off more and more, but they'll happen. I'm. Yeah, I feel like '80s. If I could be roughly my age, maybe yeah, my age in the '20s. Or not the 20s, the 80s. 80s. I just feel like I would. That's a good crush call too, Yeah. I feel like that is where like my soul. Everything was neon. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> was safe. Nothing was regulated. Nothing we was would off just limits. Be running around doing <laughs> lawn darts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Literally, yeah. we had some in the 90s. You got to lose like, a couple kids to lawn darts. Throw up the, Dude, it's just a literal lawn dart. Progress <laughs> of society hinges upon that. 
steel spike. 80s. You're throwing yeah, in the air as high as you can. Do you like the music? Yeah. Every, oh, I would. I I would have like a t-top something. Yep. I would be shirtless and or in like a denim vest at all times. Perfect. Have you seen Stranger Things? Yeah. You reminded me of uh, Billy. You should basically oh, yeah. be Billy. I I just feel like I I don't know who Billy is, but I just feel like I would crush it in the eighties. Yeah. And that's why. I'm sticking to it. Yep. Right. And it's yeah. the right amount of technology. Things like it's they have off. some antibiotics. <laughs> you won't they, die. <laughs> they, like there was a reasonable amount of like health wise. Like they knew some things about the human body. Also, no one was like as soft as they are now. So like, yes, like everything in general was like a little bit more hardcore. Yeah. And, but like, also nicer pure. at the same time. Yeah. Just pure. And like, yeah. yeah, like if you were a dick, you were a dick in the 80s. Right. Now, I meet people and they're super cool. And then all of a sudden I find out later, like, you're actually a little bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're actually kind of a... Yeah, everybody's kind of a, fake. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Versus like back in the day, like, if you sucked, like it was just out in the air. Like, it, like as bad or as good how as it you, is, like... How is that? I'm... Like I'm if you were racist in the eighties, like if your neighbor was racist, you just knew it. You just you just accepted him as right? a racist like, guy. Like you you based your decisions based on the absolute fact that like you knew that guy was being who he was. Right. Versus now, like I meet people and it isn't until like months of knowing them that some of the like, Oh wow, you're actually nothing like what you actually said you were. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's just so common nowadays. Yeah, or absolutely. like, because there's no accountability for stuff like that. Like, um, people like ghost drives me nuts. Ghosting someone that you were supposed to hang out with, mm. or like that you were texting, or like, uh, like that purposefully did, to like hurt them. Just in general, just like in general? not even purposefully. Just I like, bet it existed uh, with the pager. They would page ghost you. I guess Fuck yeah. That page. <laughs> but like no one really. Had, I don't know yeah. enough about pagers. If that was a thing, <laughs> I, I bet I never you, had one. it's not. It's human nature. It's not just because of a cell but phone. But it's so in, like acceptable now culturally versus like. I get what you're saying. I think it was like People it used aren't... to be. I, I would somehow get a hold of Trevor and be like, "Hey, six thirty, we are getting together for the podcast," and then. Whenever it was scheduled. Then what if his anything, his car breaks down or he, his mom gets sick? Like then you knew then it was an actual problem. Right. No, but Versus you wouldn't know because being... he couldn't call you because he <laughs> didn't have a cell phone. But that's what I'm saying is like you knew the reason they ghosted you was an actual problem. Versus them not having the social the integrity to be like, I don't want to hang out with you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, people even I think just probably before the internet started more or less. People were just much more real. Like you're actually yourself rather than trying to be something else, somebody else at all times because, you know, that's what Kim Kardashian is doing. That's what they're doing. This is what that, you know. Yeah. But in a sense, this I feel like this is the best time to be alive at the same time. I mean, we have yes. the most opportunity. We're the healthiest. We live the longest. I mean, imagine back in the day, 200 years ago, when you got an infection on your arm or something, they're like, we're taking it off. Here's a shot of vodka. We're taking it off or you're dying. Here's a shot yeah. of vodka. Here's a little uh, leather. Let's go. And they just start bone sawing you, you know, yeah. as compared to now, it's like, we're going to push you under. You're not going to feel anything. You know, we're going to cure everything. Bye. Yeah. But at 80s and sweet totally agree. <laughs> I do totally agree. But also I think that every 
generation ever has said this is the best time to be alive. I think that's because it's true. I think with each new generation, it is the best time to be alive. In, in yeah, multiple. In the 1800s, know, they had the vodka. What about in the 1600s? Yeah, they didn't have the nothing, vodka, right? Yeah, yeah you just had to get screenshotted out by Shaman. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, every every second that passes is gonna be the next best second. Be alive, right up until it's not. Right up until you're done. So <laughs> interesting. Pretty soon. Pretty soon it's probably not. Until but, AI whatever. takes over. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Man. What a fun conversation this has been. We've talked. I, I don't think there's a single subject we haven't breached. Is there anything that we could talk about just to like get it off our chest? Like we gotta hit every topic. We've talked about weird robot overlords. Well, nobody said dinosaurs. <laughs> nobody okay. wanted to go back to the dinosaurs, which is interesting because that you would, would be die a die immediately. Yes. yes. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> that would be absolutely be insane. So arrogant to think that you would survive more than like, like you're like I'll survive. But anything we've lost all of that ancestral like instinctual yeah. stuff, and we would all just yeah, die right away. Ten... Unless we could go there and then come back. Yeah, there's probably right. like right. Yeah, you need to take something, a suit of armor, yeah, perhaps. Little, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, know. Come out in a in a night suit. <laughs> You shiny, probably. Yeah, stop in the stop in the 1400s. Pick up a night suit. There it is. Yes, shoot a, a, on your way down, back to- and then go to the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, just wreck us. Start riding brontosaurus. And- <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we've talked about everything. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is so. I'm full full peak happiness right now. Like this there, is the best. Hell yeah! I'm so pumped. Awesome man. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have uh, one ending question. Um, when you think of the word joy, what comes to mind? Immediately, probably being with family, just all together. My dream is to have a whole family compound. And everybody, like Christine's family lives over here. So ideally, there's a lake involved. And nobody else can take this idea, by the way. There's a lake involved. I'm chilling here, a fat house on the lake. You know, Christine's family's over here. You know, my dad's over here, brothers are here. You know, when I mean, back in the day, you would live with your grandparents until they died. You'd all be yeah. in the same area, you know? And I feel like that's one of the big things that we're missing these days is that family involvement again. And really just, I mean, I think that's one of the most important things to me. So when I think joy, I probably think of I don't know, Thanksgiving dinner or something, being with family, but I want to have Thanksgiving dinner every night eventually i'm gonna have to build the fattest dining hall you know like a nordic dining hall yeah freaking fat fireplace rough on timber dude yeah yeah i mean my brothers and i have talked about building it out of the log on our on our land yeah. so we just go and just carry them on the shoulders bring them yes. in <laughs> of course yeah. then every time you look at it like no oh, you gotta like, like throw them that. you're not even gonna have to carry them you'll just throw them yeah just like, throw them yeah. into place and... that's the thing they do the scottish yeah. do yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah dude so that's what i think man Mm-hmm. Couldn't awesome. be better. Yeah. Quick side note: not alone on the compound idea. We've talked about it many times. Really? Okay. So, and on Jamar's podcast, we even talked about it. Ah, oh, damn. Sounds like fourteen. Yeah. A little okay. different. Yeah. Okay. A little different. What's yours? Mine would be chosen family, not necessarily actual family. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. And ours involves probably not a lake, but a sweet pool. Okay. And a racetrack and a skate park. <laughs> I like the skate park idea. I'm, I was thinking fat, uh, underground, not underground, but in-ground uh, Olympic trampoline. 
yeah. into the mm, lake, you know? Yeah. Some sort of a blob, you know, some, yeah, you have a boat out there. Yeah. Yeah. The lake's a, like. a solid addition. Yeah. Dude, yeah, when you're building your compound, let me know. When I'm building my compound, I'll let you know. We'll Please figure do. out. Please do. Yeah. Because yeah. that would be, dude, the Airbnb compound style. <laughs> yes. That's what's up. Just, you make fat cash. Well, I'm not even picturing like we just live in our like weird skate park utopia that's right. like just like a bunch of like action sports stuff. And then we trade off for like half a year at the lake house. Yes. Do some like ice skating on the actual lake and like yeah. we <laughs> yeah. ice race our cars on the lake well nah that's the dream fat hot tub yeah that's where it's at man lots of dogs of course like 10 dogs at least yeah minimum yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is the best yeah. i'm so happy i'm not alone dude you gotta have it man that's the right deal yeah, awesome. yeah. Deal. thanks for coming on man absolutely yeah thank you absolutely yeah. thanks for having me on